What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Aris Dejan, checking in. Listen, today's guest episode is amazing. After listening back to it, uh, man, a lot, a lot of gems. I'm actually uh, moving around right now, so I couldn't sit uh, at the table with the mic to record this quick intro. So I'm recording it off of my iPhone on the voice uh, voice notes app. I'm going to send it to myself and then edit it back. But... Uh, Listen, uh, after listening back to today's episode, sitting with Carly Millwood, I was like, wow, I was really blown away. I wish this episode came out um, earlier than planned. You know what I mean? Because we had so much content in the queue and uh, we just had to put her episode in line. Uh, but I would have cheated and released this uh, this one earlier just because of the subject matter. I think whatever we're speaking about in today's episode really needs to be heard and listened to and sort of followed uh, in today's day and age. We speak a lot about purpose, love, the difference between being alone and and feeling lonely. But uh, we also get to know Carlene. So look her up, look at the description because you'll get links to who she is uh, as a person and as a queen, as, a, as an entrepreneur and uh, just all the things that she's she's about. You know, the episode is just really, I just love it. I like it. I love the quality of it. I love the conversation. And um, it's definitely a gem for all of you. So boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, club members, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, Enjoy today's guest episode. We'll be back next week with a guest spot. And for those who don't know, the guest spot episodes are when I show up as a guest on someone else's platform. So we call those guest spots, all right? So um, because you you all have to get to know me as well, not just the guests that I invite onto this platform. Of course, I have the solo episodes in between, uh, but I want you to get to know me as your host uh, and the leader of this club as well. So shout out to Carlene Millwood. Shout out to those who I have collaborated with. Shout out to those who I'm collaborating with now. And shout out to the ones who are coming, uh, who I have not met yet, but will soon collaborate with. I love you all. I love myself. Um, Continue to push, create, just be yourselves, all right? And uh, remain in your element. We'll touch base in a week. One. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. It is your boy, Eris Dejan, checking in once again. It is a Monday afternoon, a beautiful Monday afternoon. It's kind of hot in the city of Toronto. Uh, but we're in the West End today, and uh, we got some good vibes going for today. I got a real special guest sitting across from me. Um, you know, if you're a first-time listener, uh, just to give you a quick rundown of the Who and How Club and re- what it represents, this is the space where we discuss who you are and how you became the you that you are. Um, I believe that we pretty much, you know, we are the who's and how's of this world. We run the world. A lot of the times we're so busy doing things, we don't uh, take the time out to really reflect on who we are as people and how we define ourselves. A lot of us, we define ourselves by our names, uh, also by what we do, what we acquire throughout this life, you know? Um, We might define ourselves by our successes or our failures, but is that really who we are? as individuals how do we define ourselves so this is the space where we explore that uh together because there is no right or wrong answer it's really just you know 
figuring out different ways to define ourselves as a, as a collective. We all share this common thing called life. We're all experiencing it in our own unique and individual ways, but we're connected at the same time. Um, so this is the safe space where you can just talk about things like that, deep concepts like that. And I have a lovely individual sitting next to me today who I met um, not too long ago. So this is sort of like a quick runaround for me and for the show. But I was wondering if you'd want to introduce yourself to the people. Hi, Aries. It's so good to see you again. And um, yes, it is. Yeah, we met when two a month ago, a month oh, and a half. A, it's about. A, it's been about a month. It's been about. And um, again, thank you so much for having me, for inviting me on your show. So my name is Carlene Millwood. Yes. Uh, Let's do some hand claps for Carlene, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Carlene. Thank you so much. It's great being here. Yes, and as you mentioned, you and I met about a month ago. We actually met in the same space that we're in, not necessarily this room per se, but within this building because there was an event happening. Um, so for those who are watching, we're actually uh, shooting today's episode at Messiah Women's Network Society and also Messiah Professional Business Center. Uh, Inc., uh, which is a space, a non-for-profit and for-profit organization uh, that is run by a mutual colleague of ours, and I'm sure she'll be on the show eventually. Um, we'll talk about her later on in the show, and w if it wasn't for her, you and I probably wouldn't have met, right? Definitely not. So it's been sure. about a month since you and I first interacted, and I said, you know, the moment I spoke with you, I said... I want Carlene on the show. You know, yeah. I wanted to get you on here. I reached out to my management and I'm like, let's schedule something ASAP, you know, to keep that energy up. Right. I felt like our conversation was pretty deep just for like the, a little brief encounter. Would you agree? I think so. I mean, even the chef came out that evening and was like, wait a minute, do you mentor youths? Because I'm listening to you and I'm starting to feel alive. I need to talk to you some more. So that was a, you know, that's, that's a nice compliment for me that I ha actually have something to say yes. that people want to hear. Yes. So that's really good. Yeah, I was very inspired when speaking with you. I learned a lot, not only about you uh, or what you do, but a lot about myself and, that's great. you know, entrepreneurship. And you kind of, you flamed a... You you um, fanned a flame That's that was great. inside of me. You know, you gave me some answers that I had some questions to for for a while, and I was like, oh, I need to be, I need to change my mindset on certain things. Oh, you know, and look at certain it. things like as a business, and you know, ever since that conversation, my crew and I, we've been talking. There's been a lot of business talk. That's fantastic. So I, I love I wanna, it. I want to I want to commend you for you know inspiring that in me. That's so good. You know what? And it's coming, you said that right on time, because um, last Monday, a week exactly, I woke up and one of the first messages I saw on my LinkedIn Messenger page was from a young lady. And she sent me a message. She says, I just wanted you to know that since you did the session with the AAP in last November, AAP is the Association of Administrative Professionals. I did a session with them. And she said, because of you, in May past, I started my online administrative um, business, mm. offering administrative services to other people. So I just wanted to send you this message to say thank you so much, because if it wasn't for you, I would not have started this. So this is so good for me to hear that from you, too. This is amazing. Yeah, you're, you're on a roll with everybody <laughs> that you sort of interact with. That's fantastic. And I think you're, you're an amazing soul, because uh, 
you have such grace to you. And when you were speaking with me, um, it didn't feel like you were preaching at all. You were really just sharing a lot of gems mm-hmm. um, that I was able to walk away from, walk away with, and utilize it in my own life and um, in my own creations that you're a part of today. So I felt like it only it would only make sense to invite you on here and to thank you publicly. And oh, that's amazing! Let thank you know you. that you inspire me. Not a lot of people do. So oh my gosh, that is so good. You know what that tells me? It tells me I'm living my purpose. Mm. It tells me that I'm living my purpose, and I, I just wanted to, to say publicly to you, thank you and to all the others who are allowing me to do that. Mm. Because it's it's one thing to have a purpose, but if you don't have the people to serve, you don't, you know, If it, it's, it's like me. I created this wonderful meal, and I say I'm a chef, let's say, mm-hmm. but if I have no one to serve, what's the point, mm. right? So thank you. For giving me the space yes. to actually live out my purpose, even if it was just in a brief conversational moment. Brief you know conversation, I mean? and this converse, that conversation will continue today, and hopefully, mm-hmm. other people, you know, based on our conversation today, others will feel inspired and the way that I did when we first met, and um, hopefully, they'll walk away with something, and and some some sort of flame inside of them will be fanned as well. I hope so. After they hear us talk today. <laughs> Um, so I want to get into we're gonna we're gonna circle back to purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And your your purpose, living your purpose, uh, defining your purpose, or if our purpose is already laid out for us, we're gonna talk all about that. All right. But I wanna I wanna I, we ask everyone who comes onto the show, you know, the the main question, the theme of the show is like, who are you? Now, that is so interesting again. Um, Last week, I changed my profile picture on my Facebook prof- on my Facebook page, and whenever I put my picture up, I always have a message alongside with it because people tend to just look at the picture and then everybody's like, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful!" Blah 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 blah. Thank you very much. But I always say to them, "Thank you guys," but I don't really need that validation. I want you to read the message that's attached to the picture. And what I wrote in the in in my caption is. Leadership is more about who you are and less about what you do. And then underneath it, I listed a whole bunch of I am's. It says, I am a woman of wisdom. I am a woman of purpose. I am different things. I wish I had my phone. I could read it all off for you. But, you know, I said, um, I'm surrounded by the best and the brightest. If they aren't, they will change. And if they don't change, they will be removed. And I I just came down the list. So you rightly said that most people identify with external things Mm -hmm. as opposed to the intrinsic attributes of who who they are, who Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that happens is because they don't know, Mm. right? There is such an identity crisis in the world. But most people don't even know or understand that they're having an identity crisis. Mm. And that is why you see so much of what you're seeing going on in the world. Majority of the people in the world are insecure. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Because number one, if you don't know who you are, you don't really have anything to stand on. Because your I am is really your foundation. Mm -hmm. Right? And... That little sentence goes so much deeper than just saying it. Your I am is your foundation. Mm -hmm. I'm a very spiritual woman, and I'm Christian spiritual. 
because I know people define spirituality differently. Mm -hmm. So my spirituality stems, stems from the Judeo-Christian faith. Yes. I am very proud of that, very open about that. And one of the reasons I'm open about that is because that is an intrinsic part of my identity, mm. right? Now, my I am is my foundation. So if you know the Bible, there's a, a scripture where God was speaking to Moses when he was sending him down to Egypt to, do, to take the, 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 the Israelites out from Pharaoh. Yes. And Moses asks him, who should I say sent me? And he says, tell them I am that I am. <laughs> right? So I have gotten this revelation, which in, in, in Christian, Christianity, it's a deep spiritual insight into something, that whenever I say I am, I have positioned myself to say, this is the side that I am on. I am, the side of, I am on the side of the I am, and anything else that I say after those two words has to be in alignment with who he is. So therefore, I can never say anything negative about myself because there is nothing negative about I am, mm -hmm. right? I am the I am, he is God. If you can find one negative thing about God, I will pay you myself. So I am a woman of wisdom. God is a God of wisdom. I have to say things that are in alignment with who he is because I have now said that my identity is rooted in I am, mm -hmm. in my God. And it is so because he says that he created us out of himself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's missing mm. in, in people and um, defining their identity because you can never have an identity outside of the creator. Mm -hmm. out of where you came from in the first place, right? It's like me saying, it's like me disowning my parents, Yes. yes right? Yes. I can disown my parents all I want, but I still did come from somewhere, Yes. right? So when I say I am, and, and every one of us is the same thing. The minute you say I am, you're saying that, you know, you're coming out of him, but it doesn't seem that way because to you, it's just a, it's just a part of speech. Right. But when you think about it deeply, that's exactly what you're doing. When you when you posted that on Facebook, was that like I'll write I am's right mm -hmm. in in my journaling yeah. um, throughout my week and stuff like that, and they kind of serve like uh, like maybe like affirmations, right? right? The mm -hmm. reminders to oneself, mm -hmm. you know, like I am this, I am that, mm -hmm. because you're when you say things out loud, you can make those things be, they they become real, Absolutely. not just keeping them in your mind or in your heart, but speaking them out loud and actually believe in, believing in those things mm -hmm. because they're connected to something higher, right? Absolutely. Do you, when you posted that on Facebook, was that sort of like uh, not only like a reminder to yourself of who you are, but maybe aiming to inspire people to, to also, you know, use those as like maybe affirmations or come up with their own I am's? Because you, you said you made a list of I am's, yes. right? Like what was your purpose or your goal with that I am. It was definitely for inspiration. I want people to think about it. I wanted it to be an example to say, if you're thinking about who you are, I want you to think about it in this manner, as opposed to saying, I am a, who, who are you? Well, you know, I'm a computer scientist or I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. Those are all extrinsic values, but who are you intrinsically, mm. right? But at the end of it, titles. Those are just titles. those are just titles. Even your name. Even your name, even your name is just yeah. a title. Yeah. And 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 you see now. We're going to talk about that. Let's float that as a balloon for a moment. But okay. what, what, what I wanted to finish that. <laughs> the list of I am's that I said, yes. right, 
And the bottom, the last line of it, I said, now that I've introduced myself to you, tell me, who are you? Mm. Right? And so it was challenging for some people because they were so accustomed to just looking at my picture and go, wow, you're so beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And I'm saying, thank you guys, I've heard it all before. And I appreciate it, but I really don't need the affirmation. What I want you to do is to read the message and answer the question. So I did send them back to answer the question. And one person said to me, if you're going to post a message like that, don't ever put your picture because you're distracting us. And it's funny that he said that because... Was it a hot girl picture? Why would they it, say that? It was not a hot girl picture. It was just a, a selfie that I took of my, you know, a yeah. selfie that I took yeah. and I just posted it up there. And I thought of that scene in The Matrix because I'm a movie buff. You know, I'm in the, I work in the movie industry too. Yeah. So I, I, I thought of that scene in The Matrix when Neo woke up and him and Morpheus were walking down the street and Morpheus was trying to indoctrinate him about what the Matrix is. But he was distracted. He saw this gorgeous red, girl walking in up in the red dress and yeah. he's just like, he turns around to look at her and he turns back and bam, there's a barrel of a gun pointed right between his eyes, yeah. right? And I said, that's exactly what happened with that picture mm -hmm. because here's a message for you, but all you're focused on is the face of the woman who's there and you're missing out on the, the, the things that you're supposed to be seeing. So when my friend said to me, don't do that, I said, it's time for y'all to wake up out of the matrix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's, you know. How can, how can people like control how distracted they are? You know, like, is it, is it like a choice one has to make? Like if I, if you show me a picture and it's like, yeah, I am attracted to that picture, but it's my decision to read any type of description that's associated with that because you on the other side you're posting the picture to grab someone's attention because i'm changing my profile picture that's what i'm doing because <laughs> sometimes that's what we do on the platforms that have been created now that's what is being done where we're posting certain things like the imagery to capture mm -hmm. attention mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. hopefully the words attached to those photos or you know the caption the caption will will um reel people into the depth of what you're trying to convey but i think it's like an individual thing some people are able to stay connected to both like pay attention to like oh that's a great photo and those are inspiring words mm -hmm. and then some people can only be tapped into the imagery right because that's how they are they're visual learners they're visual exactly so any captions or any text associated with it it's out of sight, out of mind for them, you know. Yeah. So how do we how do we get people to pay attention to the important stuff? Do we have to post? Do I have to post a hot boy picture? Because sometimes <laughs> when I post a picture of just my quotes, folks don't really give me that much attention. But when I post a picture of my face or my body or something like that, it's like okay, all the likes come in and all the attention, and I get a bunch of DMs from the girls. It's like you weren't there last week when I posted something, but it's like why is this? Why does that spark such a thing for us? Like what? What is it? It's because it ignites. Like oh, like I think people are just accustomed to it. Because listen, when Facebook just started, it was just it's it's a social place, mm -hmm. right? People just go there to connect with friends, have fun. Hey, what you're doing? What you've been up to? Blah blah blah. But people got wiser and said, hey, wait a minute, this is a medium that I can use for business. Yes. This is a mu medium that I can use for inspiration. Right. And you, I can use it for different things, not just that. So I think people are still a little bit conditioned from the original programming. Yes. And for some people, it takes a little while for them to, you know, the, the hardest thing to change on the planet is another person's mind, mm. right? 
Mm. The hardest thing to change is the human mind. Mm. It's the it's it's the most valuable thing on the planet, but it's the hardest thing to ever change. Can right? you think of something that you've changed your mind on recently? Oh my gosh, I changed or my someone mind. Someone that changed your mind all the time. All Whether the time. it was like a, an ideal or just any you know, a way of life or your perspective on something? Has anyone changed that for you recently or? Um, recently, I don't know, but definitely, um, there's a way that I used to think about, what was it? There's so many, which one do I grab? There's so many things because my, I used to think, I used to have this way of thinking where everything was like, how do I describe it? You know, all right, I'm gonna put it this way. Women have a way of thinking about men. Mm. And in my younger days, when I used to go clubbing and I used to hang out with a, a different type of crowd, yes, you know, it was, I was thinking along the same lines as them. Mm -hmm. And then Steve Harvey came out with his book, Act Like a Man, Think Like a Woman. Mm -hmm. And I definitely had my opinions about it. And I remember I started posting it on Facebook and then a, a gentleman, he, he came and he corrected me and he says, absolutely, Steve is correct. Because I was disputing everything he said. Why would I want to act like a man and think like a woman? I'm, I'm a woman, I need to think like a woman. Yes. And um, so the, the man was saying, no, you have to understand what he's saying. If you don't know how men think and you don't know what to expect from them, you're never going to be able to master this game that you say you're playing or you're trying to get a handle on and right. he gave he really gave, he really took me to school on the whole subject and i ate humble pie mm. for the first time i decided you know what let me let me come off of my high horse for a minute yes and actually absorb what he's saying to me and see if it makes sense and um what that pushed me to do was to reread the book mm. based on what he was saying to me and I got a whole new level of understanding of what Steve was saying because my mind was just set one way, right? And so somebody came along and changed. I, I think that was a very important topic for someone to actually change my mind on. And what that did for me, it, it, it created a cascade of saying, when somebody else comes to you with a different opinion than you have, step back and listen because you're not always right, right? And, and, and that was, it was such a defining moment in my life that it, it's, I still, you know, that still fuels me. I still think that way on certain things. When someone says something, I'm not quick to shut them down. I'm like, whatever, I know better than you, blah, blah, blah. I listen. Mm. I, I think about their perspective. Mm. And then one day I learned that everybody is at a different level of growth. And as a result of that, people are all going to think differently. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily wrong. Well, sometimes they're outright wrong. Yeah. But it just means that because of their level of growth, this is where they think and this is how they think. It's based on their experiences as it's well. Based, but we yes, all have, this is it. Yeah, right? we're, 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 like I said, like we're sharing this common thing called life, but mm -hmm. we're experiencing it very differently, very individually, differently. right? Yeah. So how can we fault someone for for you know coming with their perspective when maybe that's just what they've been exposed to that's the that's the experience of their lives you know and i'm gonna use this cup as an analogy yeah right there there are two sides here so i'm holding this cup you're seeing that side i'm seeing this side yeah and if i look on this side i see something that looks like a microphone mm -hmm. what do you see on your side 
I see letters. You see letters. And you're going to say to me, there's no microphone on this cup because all I'm seeing is letters. And mm. I'm going to be saying, there are no letters because I'm seeing a microphone. Which one of us is wrong? Mm. None of us. We're both right. Mm. It's just that we're seeing a different side of the cup. Yes. Right? And that's what it is. And once I learned that, I decided, I said, wait a minute. It's so important to actually listen to people and hear what they're saying. Because sometimes you're actually saying the same thing. Oh my God, yeah. Right? And you're just actually saying the same thing. There's so many ways to do to say things, it. right? That's so, but you're say, it, nothing's worse than the realization of, yo, we're saying the same thing, exactly. just in a different way. Why are exactly. we bickering? Why can't we kind of meet in the middle here? Exactly. I have a lot of those because I can be a bit stubborn at times. <laughs> so uh, I, I just, if I'm not hearing what I like to hear, I don't want to talk. Don't even bother. But I'm learning to, I'm learning what you just said. Yeah. Understanding that everyone's coming from a different perspective, mm -hmm. and it's okay to learn from each other, even if you don't agree yeah. with what they're saying. You're still going to learn mm -hmm. something yeah. about that person's perspective or experience. Yes, like no one's experience is above anybody else's. We're all alive, and you know it's okay to have your own and to bring it to the table when we meet and discuss yeah. it and to pick each other's brains. And, you know, if you feel like something is wrong, like you should be able to come out of a conversation unscathed, yeah. like a healthy debate, you know, yes. yeah. on things that we might not agree on, but, you know, yeah. let's still talk about it. Let's Absolutely. have those uncom uncomfortable conversations. It's so true. And um, as a result of that, um, coming to that level of understanding, instead of going, no, you are wrong, I, I don't even want to hear... I'm saying, may I make a suggestion? I'm, I've learned to say that so much, right? I like that. Right? May I make a suggestion? Or <laughs> what, could you do me a favor? Think about it from this angle, right? Or, or I'm think worse about than it that. Way. Sometimes I'll look under the table and say, see my shoes? Put them on for a second. <laughs> like I'm, I'm animated with my like trying to convince someone like yes. i'm learning i'm learning don't judge me right trust but me i'm so like even last night i had a conversation with someone and i had to be like just do me a favor look just put my shoes on for a second let's let's switch shoes and just hear you know and yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to like you know yeah it is and and and, and where i am and the and the way i do what i do now it took time for me to learn to do that Mm. That the, the level of diplomacy that I have and that I bring to conversations, it wasn't always there. So that was learned over time. I'm going to try that. Right? May, may I make a suggestion? May I make a suggestion? It's just this easy. And, and you know, this is the thing. One of the, 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 the biggest things for me, and I think probably one of the most valuable things in, as I become the person that I'm becoming, this thing about identity, once I learned who I was and understand who I was, became comfortable with that person, I became more confident as a woman and as an individual. And as a result of that, I don't always have to feel like I have to be right. Mm. Right? So if I'm When in, you're confident in yourself, yeah. when you're aware on a level like no other, exactly. it's not about being right. It isn't, no. right? It isn't. And um, even if I'm having a conversation and I know that the other person isn't getting it, I know that my point is correct and they're not getting it, it's okay for me to say, okay, I hear you. Mm. And just leave it as is. Can we cheers to that, please? Yeah. Let's cheers. <laughs>
Let's cheers to there you go. being able to change our mindsets, Absolutely. being respe- receptive to other people's opinions and perspectives of yes. life and their experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And growth. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Who and How Club. If you haven't noticed by now, this is pretty much the reason why she's on the show. You could you could see why, because, you know, the types of conversations that we're having right now. Uh, you know, there are things that we speak about on the show, but also with the people that are in my life, the things that the people I come across and the things that we discuss. These are things that I like to speak about. Mm-hmm. Today's like a selfish episode because mm-hmm. I, I knew, like, <laughs> like I said, you inspire me. And I know that the things that we would speak about are in line with they're, they're going to spark some things in my mind as well and in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm all about growth. I'm yeah. all about trying to do things in a different way especially when you realize like you know what that way is not working anymore mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. frame of mind isn't working anymore yeah. being so shut off and and cutthroat isn't working anymore we have to just be open and and okay with other people's perspectives and stuff like that yeah you see this thing about shut off i know that really well um i used to have walls like I don't even know they the the, the Great Wall of China had mm-hmm. nothing on my walls, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Had walls everywhere. But the thing with walls, it just it it doesn't only keep things out; it boxes you, locks you Isolation. in, right? Yeah. Isolation, yeah. prison. Yeah. And so I had to learn to let those walls down, and it, it wasn't a, a one-time thing; it was a a process. Did someone did someone sort of guide you through that, or was that something you learned on your own, or a lot of my transformation, reading? a lot of my transformation, a lot of the transformation that I went through to be here, um, it's through spirituality, right? Um, and on my own, I, I didn't really, I did therapy way back, way back in the days, but that was for something completely different. Mm-hmm. And so where I am now, it's because of my spirituality and I learned a lot from my spirituality and um, just, you know, this little book called the Bible. Um, many people have- The diff- bestseller, bestseller. The bestseller of Ongoing all, bestseller. all time. A lot of people have their views about the Bible. They may not agree with me that it's a good, wonderful book to read, but I find such life skills in the book. It's amazing. And so um, I find business skills, a lot of business skills in there. In the Bible, Relational, yeah. Yeah. relationship skills, leadership skills, entrepreneurship skills, mm. and, and personal development skills. Mm. So uh, a lot of who I have become is as a result of my spirituality and doing a lot of reading on, and self-development on my own, right? And I, I, I grew to understand the importance of developing self because until self is developed, you're going to sabotage other areas of your life, right? And so this is why, um, I don't know, is it, is it okay to talk about my business? Is it okay to mention my business? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. We were going to get into that. But okay, yeah, yeah. that's okay. So yeah. all I'm going to say is this is why <laughs> I do personal development as a part of the solutions that I offer in my business, mm-hmm. right? Because I know the importance of it. And... Um, it's the people that have gone through my program have actually come back and go, wow, I didn't even know that, right? Somebody, I did a seminar with some people, um, was it this past February? I think so. Anyway, I did a seminar with some people, and um, based on the conversations that we were having, it was about the black family and the role that women play in the black family. 
I started having some conversations about relationships and choices and the kind of choices that we make. And sometimes we are to blame for the breakdown of our relationships because we didn't choose properly. And the reason why we didn't choose properly is because we're not clear on what we want. And it's when you say clarity. you didn't choose properly, you mean the mate? Didn't we didn't choose, choose the, the, mate? the mate properly. Okay. And so I started to talk about clarity and the importance of clarity in all of our, in our life. Because if, we're not, if we don't have clarity on things, then our decisions are going to be weak. And weak decisions lead to a weak life. And one, you know, one of the, the panelists, she picked it, I was hosting, one of the panelists picked it up and she goes, wait a minute, what, are, what you're saying to me is foreign right now. What mm -hmm. do you mean clarity and choices and whatnot? Mm -hmm. I just get up every day and I make a choice based on. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, this is where you're missing it. And she goes, no, 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 you need to teach me. <laughs> and so she actually took my crystal clarity course. Mm -hmm. And in the process of taking that course, I remember she said to me, damn girl, I had no idea that making a decision was, you know, having clarity was this important. And it's just, it's not just a matter of yes or no. Because first things you have to define to, to in, in, in all of this is your values and your beliefs. You don't understand what your values are. You're going to be making a lot of big mistakes in your life. And in values, there are values that you, you know, they, you have your non-negotiables. Mm. And that's the big part that a lot of people don't know. What are your non-negotiables in life? These are the things that you are not going to um, compromise on in mm -hmm. any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. There are other things you'll say, all right, we can do that. It's not gonna- You'll compromise, right? yeah. If you do that, it's not gonna take much from you. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to lower you don't your, lose. your level you don't of integrity yeah. or your morality or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So those are your non-negotiables, then there are the other stuff. She goes, Okay, now, you know, you're blowing my mind. I never thought of any of this. And I said, yeah, most people don't. Most people don't think of that. You don't know what your values are. A young lady said to me once, she was talking to me about being on a date, going on a date with some person they just met, and then she excitedly came back to me, not like a week or so. She goes, guess what? We had sex. And I go, you did? Are you sure you were ready for that? And she goes, yeah, I mean... I've known him for a week, a week. And I said, really? And you think you know somebody in one week? And she goes, well, you know, I guess it's just about our values. Our, my values may be different from yours. So I said, okay, so what are your values? And she said, um, and she drew a blank. And I said, honey, if you don't know your values, then how do you know if you violated them? Mm -hmm. Right? And she, or, yeah. How do you, you know? value yourself? How do you how, value? Where? But this is what yeah. you don't know what your values are. So and how do you even know? This is this is really an. Um, I don't like to use the term trigger anymore. I say ignite. <laughs> this is igniting some things because like I find myself very like um, unattached mm -hmm. sexually now in this stage of my life because mm -hmm. I'm searching for more yeah. than just sex. Yeah. So it's like very and like the women I'm surrounding myself around now they think i'm weird because i don't want to do those things like i'm emotionally i don't even know if that's emotionally like i want emotions but it's like not the right emotions like i don't want to feel that way anymore i don't want to just be so physical and be a horn dog or whatever i'd rather just be by myself until i find like someone with substance because i'm craving more and now you see that's the double standard right there because it's okay for a woman to do that Right, but when a man does it, he's judged soft. and labeled. I'm soft. I'm yeah. like, they look. They think yeah. I'm gay. Like, I, <laughs> I literally wrote a script. I wrote a screenplay about that. It was all focused on this nice person. 
He knows exactly what he wants. He knows who he is. And he's not the one who's going to be jumping into bed with you, blah, blah, blah. It's because not fun anymore. He values himself. It's not fun, it's not fun anymore. That's Once you've seen thing. it all, it's like, man, I've been missing out on some real, like... And I feel like the, the, the world that we're living right now, there's been a shift mm-hmm. where, like, women are kind of like the men now. Yeah. And men are becoming more like however the women were looked at before. And a lot of men are being considered soft or, you know, Yeah, it doesn't matter what they think about you. It's just crazy right now. It doesn't matter what they think about you. You do you, right? And this is something I always say to people. You do you. I'll do me. We're good. Um, but then there's these, like, I even speak with my manager, like, I feel like I'm going to be alone sometimes, no. you know? Like, I don't know when. No. Like, it just feels scary. It feels scary because you want to be alone because you want that time to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Self-development. Mm-hmm. You want to grow. Mm-hmm. You're in this transitional stage of your life. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's a positive thing. Yes. But then this, this, this light bulb clicks. It's like, oh, I have to do this on my own. So there are moments where well, you're not necessarily doing it on your own. You have people yeah, yeah. around you that are I get you. Are, are supporting you. Mm-hmm. But it feels lonely yeah. because you don't have that partnership or that companionship to like be a soundboard for you. Because steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like you just start to feel lonely. But you're like, oh, I have to do this on my own. Because then I have to prepare for what's to come. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, you get into your head. When is that going to be? How long do I have to stay by myself and work on myself? How much work? Do I have to do the same? The amount of time I put into other people, do I have to put the same amount of time in just me rolling solo? Like you start to question everything and you get into your head, you get depressed, you feel lonely, but it's all for the good of self-development, right? Yeah. So how how do we operate under that? So here's the question for you. Do you feel lonely or are you just feeling alone? Because those are two different things, Mm. right? Being alone doesn't mean lonely. I it, like to be alone. It just means that it's 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 I don't the, like it's to the feel lonely. absence of company. Right. Be feeling lonely is a lack of purpose. Mm. Right? If you have purpose, if you have an idea what your purpose is, you're you're doing this for self development. So there is a purpose to what you're doing. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't be feeling lonely. Mm. You may feel alone, but loneliness is the lack of purpose. Mm. Right? So you know that what you're doing is for a purpose. And another thing I want to add, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. There is no rush. That's what Carlos said to me. The older the wine <laughs> is, is the better it tastes. Mm-hmm. Okay? There is no rush. <laughs> there's no rush. Um, I haven't seriously dated anyone. Now I'm going to be telling you my business. <laughs> We're not sipping tea, ladies and gentlemen, but this is a platform where we could spill our personal teas, right? And, and so. you know, hopefully it's going to be helping Safe somebody. Space. Exactly. I haven't seriously dated anyone in about 10 years. Mm. And that's a choice. Mm. And there's I power know, in choice. I know now what I desire. Mm-hmm. And your worth. I know my worth and I know what I desire. Yeah. And this is the, this is the beauty of having clarity. Because when you know what you want, when what you don't want shows up, it's easy to say no. Bye. Jesus. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Hashtag bye, Felicia. It's easy to say bye. Bye, Jerome. Bye. (laughs) And you do it. Bye, Thomas. You do it without feeling any remorse. Yes. Because you know what? You are not willing any longer to undervalue yourself just to be with someone. Damn. 
right? You're going to pick up and be with some guy who doesn't understand you, doesn't know your worth, doesn't know your... When the purpose of a thing is not known, it will always be abused. Unknowingly. Like you don't even... You don't know. You don't know the damage you're doing. You don't know the damage you're doing. So if, 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 if when the purpose of the thing is not known, there will always be abused. I learned that from a man named Miles Monroe. He passed away a few years ago. And people, I think one of the key elements that's missing in relationships and forming relationships is the element of purpose. Purpose is so important. So we meet somebody. I see you. I may think, wow, Aris is such a nice-looking guy. And I think that's enough for us to base a relationship off of. But I'm challenging people to go deeper than that. Mm. Aris came into this earth packaged to fulfill a plan. I came into this earth packaged. To f and what do I mean by package? We have our own gifts. We have our talents. We have our personalities. Flaws. Everything. Flaws, everything. All of it. Yeah. And it's designed for something specific. Jesus. Now, if Aris and I don't know our purpose, we're going to get together and we're going to cause a catastrophe. Mm -hmm. When Aris and I both know our purpose and we know who we are, we value ourselves and we have clarity about what we want, we can talk and we can say, you know what, you're a super nice person, but I don't think we should be dating each other and it would be okay. Right? Because I don't think we're headed in the same direction. If you and I get together, I think that one of us is going to get pulled off course. Mm. And that's not what this is about. Mm. We're both supposed to be able to stay on course, supporting each other in our individual purposes. But this is such a key element that's missing for most people because no one taught us. Right? So we can't blame anybody. No one taught us. And we can't blame our parents and we can't blame because they themselves didn't know. Mm. This is knowledge that's now being made known to us. Do there you understand? Are, yeah, there's a lack of, I do understand, there's a lack of, and, and I know it sounds so basic when you say a lack of communication, but if you look at it, it truly is. Like, no one speaks about these things. Like, no. when you come across someone that you're considering to be some sort of mate, mm -hmm. or you're dating them, you're getting to know them, etc., and you end up in some sort of intimate relationship with them, like a lot of questions aren't asked. That's right. A lot of questions aren't asked. That's correct. Like, how do you look at this? How do you define this? Mm -hmm. Who are you? How do you look at yourself? What does being in a relationship look like to you? What does love look like to you? Yes. How do you define? I keep saying this like one day you could be with someone, right? You yourself and you, you meet this gentleman and you two are working on building something together and it's been fun mm -hmm. it's been like eight months and you've been having a blast and then one day uh you two roll over and he says i love you mm -hmm. you say i love you too you might be feeling that you've loved him for x amount of months but maybe you've been waiting to see if he'll say it first mm -hmm. either way he has finally said it you're happy you're joyous so i love you too mm -hmm. and then there's this moment where it's like okay we both have now established that we love each other it shouldn't stop there. We shouldn't be con content with knowing that someone loves me mm -hmm. or vice versa because now we have to find out how do you love me? What does that love even look like? 
like we we're two different people so when you love me differently very differently from how i love you that's certain mm-hmm. but we forget that part because we're like oh love must mean the same thing for mm-hmm. all of us it's this umbrella thing yeah. when it's really just a word mm-hmm. that we're using to describe feelings feelings we probably probably don't even know how to describe or define but we hear love and we automatically like oh okay it's all cool like yeah he loves me or she loves me so we're on the same page you are not on the same page and you're gonna find that out in 10 months from now because you haven't had those conversations that you haven't asked those questions that's it so relationships it's not so it's not so like surfaced especially when dealing with another being another Mm -hmm. person who has their own brain their own heart set of eyes you gotta have these conversations it's important it's necessary now when someone say they love me i ask them how do you know Mm. it's simple because i'm thinking about i want to say to john that i love him but how do i know that i really love him i'm going to start asking myself that question Mm -hmm. what are the things that define for me that i love john and if i can't define those things then i'm not ready to tell him i love him yet Mm -hmm. right until i can define that John, the reason why, if you ask me, how do you know? I love you because I feel so much, um, I feel so safe when you're around. Mm. I enjoy your company. I love the way you respect me. I love that I I miss you when you're not here. It's not a nice feeling, but I like that I miss you because then I know that you're really important to me. And Mm. if I can't define those things, then I'm not sure that I love John. You know, I must be able to say, this is why I love you. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and, and for me, too, one of the things that I've learned to do or not to do is to not focus so much on the feeling. Because you know what? Feelings fluctuate. Mm. But just because I'm feeling very heightened emotions about you today, and I may not be feeling it tomorrow, doesn't mean I don't love you today, you know, t- or tomorrow as much as I loved you the d- uh, yesterday feelings just fluctuate yeah they're supposed to that's that's their purpose that's feelings but this is where people make the mistake oh god i just don't i'm not feeling him today i just i'm not even sure if i love him i got no i don't feel you i don't don't think i love him bye and you make a big mistake trust me right yeah love goes much deeper than the feeling right love is an action word first of all yes yes right love requires sacrifice time what, sacrifice what, time what, 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 what. let's talk sacrifice because most people don't even know sacrifice mm-hmm. if you love someone you're going to sacrifice something for them mm. you understand and if you're not if i'm not willing to sacrifice something for john i don't love him mm. it's as simple as that john what are you willing to sacrifice for me <laughs> right no and and it goes both ways because a lot of times we are looking at this from one perspective yes well he didn't do this or she didn't do that but what have you done what have you done? Right? It goes both ways. Are you showing him with the same intensity that you love him as you expect him to show you? Mm. And the question is, have you, the kind of love that you're looking for, have you become that person? Yes. Have you become that person? Do you feel those things about yourself? Do you, Do you, feel you love that yourself? Person? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you have not become that person, you will never attract that kind of love to you. So you first have to, and it goes right back to self-development. Yes. So this is what I'm saying. There's no rush. There's no rush. Take the time. Mm. 
You know what I mean? I'm with you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Who and How Club. I got Carlene Millwood here sitting with me. Um, we're talking about some deep stuff. We're talking about love, life, relationships, perspectives, how we define ourselves. If there's anything that you've heard so far that resonates with you, um, feel free to just, you know, uh, you know, leave a comment in the post below. Um, let us know what you think, or you could always email us at whohowclub at gmail.com and touch base with us. Uh, at the end of the show, you'll get Carlene's uh, contact info so that uh, you could connect with her directly, but also uh, visit whohowclub.com and just touch base with us. Let us know what you thought of uh, the things that we're talking about uh, or we spoke about today on today's episode and just stay connected with us because I'm certain there are people out there right now that can learn from all of the things that she is sharing and that I'm sharing and we're sort of bring, uh, bringing all of these ideas uh, and perspectives together. Um, so shout out to everyone tuning in. Um, let's talk about, so we, we know who you are. We've gotten a good idea of who you are and how you define yourself. You speak about being a woman of God, and you kind of delved into that, which I truly appreciate uh, because I'm starting, I'm trying to learn what it means to be a, a man or a child of God, you know, mm-hmm. and staying connected and keeping the faith, mm-hmm. you know. How, how do you keep your faith in moments that your t- faith is being tested? Mm. How mm. does one, how mm. a person who is, who is aiming to be connected to our source, our higher power, our protector, our creator, you will be tested in your belief in that creator because we know life down here is hard it's difficult very difficult sometimes you know you're being challenged on a constant basis i'm curious to know how you manage to keep that faith (laughs) so i'm going to say that um this is learned over time for new believers it will be difficult if you've been doing it for a while obviously it becomes more it becomes a little bit easier but i get challenged all the time every day um i've had people challenge me to the point like i don't, I don't even want to say xyz to you because if i say it you're going to lose your faith and i'm like Mm-mm, i'm too far gone mm-hmm. right i'm I've, I've grown so comfortable with that part of me that i know that um it's not going to be easy to knock me off off of my off of my um you know my foundation yeah my foundation yeah. so when my faith is challenged i always go back to the word of god and I read the Bible a lot. I meditate on the Bible a lot. So in, in, in any situation I'm faced with, I always just dig deep within and go, okay, what does the Word of God say about this? Mm. Right Now, everybody may, may not do it the same way as me, but this is how I do it. And um, I'll be in... <laughs> I... <laughs> it's just... Okay. One of the, the places I get challenged a lot is in relationships, right? Yes. And I chose not to date seriously for, you know, however long I said, ten, the past 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't get asked out. Yes. Right? It's not that the prospects don't come. Right. But I vet them. I know what's required yes. based on the word of God. Yes. And if you're not meeting that criteria for me, it's going to be a no. So the challenge comes now 
by saying, so you're going to let some ancient book from way back when dictate your relationships for you? You could be missing out on a good thing, you know? Um, yeah. I think I'm going to stick with God on this one. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, 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 I get challenged along those lines a lot. Um, <laughs> what about when times get really hard for you? Like you say you just is referencing, is going back to <clears throat> the word, you know, the Bible enough mm-hmm. for you to, to stay strong and to snap out of it the moment you might feel like you're, you're not losing your faith, but like we get caught up in the worldly thing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we forget that there is a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason, little mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But because we're challenged so often, we might lose that belief system that we've implemented because we're being challenged. Things are hitting us, hitting us, hitting us. They're All coming. The they're coming in the form of another pe- another being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's emotions, the fluctuation of the emotions, you mm-hmm. know, like today. I feel down. That doesn't mean I'm angry. No. Or but I our emotions just it's a roller coaster. It's just the way. That's why you can't you can't even you know you can't depend on them too much. Right. Um, that used to happen to me a lot way back when I battled depression. I battled depression for a long time. I was um, on a lot of medication for depression, um, anxiety, sleeping pills, the whole nine yards. And when I say sleeping pills, I'm talking about sleeping pills. It was a high dosage because I could not sleep. That's how deep my anxiety was. Mm. And um, there's, a, there's a dude in the Bible. His name is David. And everybody knows David because he wrote the Psalms, <laughs> right? Oh, David from down the corner? <laughs> I know, <laughs> no, no, I know no. David. I'm talking about David in the Bible. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm talking about David okay. in the Bible. Um, King David. <laughs> There's a, I said a dude in the Bible. The, Gl- the Goliath David? The Goliath David. I, I know that story. <laughs> but if you look at David, David is a creative like you and me, mm. right? He's a songwriter. He's a poet. I've read that. Right? Yeah. And David went through all of the things that we think we went through. He went through depression. He had a sexually transmitted disease. He slept with a man's wife and then killed the man to cover it up when she got pregnant. I'm like that boy got drama <laughs> yo soap opera you understand but david having done all of that and god could still look at david and say he's a man after my own heart mm. and i said oh whoa 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 what'd you say this man who has done so much wrong is a man after your own heart and in the, reading david's story made me realize that god don't look at me the way i look at me Right. So talking about the emotions and the, all of that, when I look at how David handled it, he has a scripture that says, why is my soul so cast down within me? He was feeling depressed that day. Right. Why do I feel so sad? And he went on and he listed how he was feeling. And at the end of it, he said, but still, my hope is in God. He always ended it. My hope is in God. Or I put my trust in God. Right. So that's how he dealt with his depression. Right. And I, I, I <laughs> David, for me, was a major catalyst in me dealing with some of those emotional challenges. Mm. Right. When it comes, I'm like, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me, really. It's just a feeling. 
Because I will tell you this, the medication that I was on for depression wasn't helping me. It was actually making me feel worse. Mm. And I remember the day like it was today. I sat in my living room as we're sitting here right now. And I, I was laying down and then I got up and I go, what the heck is wrong with me? And I, I just, my mind just, it's like a switch went on. I go, no way. I'm an intelligent woman. I have a fantastic life. I looked around at my home and I said, look, look at my home, right? I did this on my own. There were no parents around to help me buy this house. I've been in my career for so long. I'm, I'm, I'm leading people at work. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm. What is going on? And I, it's, it's almost like I took myself and shook myself by the shoulders and then we're like, wake up. You stepped outside of yourself and it, looked at yourself from the outside looking that's in. That's like, it. Wake up. And Arise, I threw out the pills that day. Mm. The depression pills, I threw them away. I never took another one from that day till today. But I kept the sleeping pills because I still couldn't sleep without them. Right. And I remember one night I was challenged. I went to church and my pastor started preaching about no child of God should be taking sleeping pills. And I'm like, is what wrong with him? The Jamaican came out. Is what wrong with him? Where him come from? Just because you're a child of God, you can't. What you mean? Child of God have problems too. <laughs> you know, the Jamaican came out. I'm dying right now. <laughs> Jamaican came out. You're and I'm just like, no. But, but, but here's this. It was a catalyst for me again. Yes. Because when he said that, he says, you're not trusting God. Whatever it is, that inability to fall asleep means you're worrying about something. And God is telling you that you shouldn't fear. Your right? brain is gone. Yeah. You're, you're, ang you're anxious. You're worried about something. And Overthinking. All, all of that. And I said, okay. I went home and I had a conversation. No, I had an argument with God. Mm. And not a conversation. I had an argument. And here's the argument. I took the bottle of pills. And I said, okay. I'm not supposed to be taking this because I'm your child. Well, watch me and you tonight, God. And I took the pills that, watch me now. I opened the toilet. I poured them in. And I said, good, now make me sleep. And I went into the bed and I laid down. <laughs> and I did not sleep for the whole night. Couldn't go to work the next day and the next day and the next day because I, I had no pills. But I will tell you this, by the following week, I was able to fall asleep and I slept two hours. And two hours turned into four hours. Gradually, yeah. And four hours turned into six hours. Nowadays, if I told somebody that I used to not be able to sleep, they wouldn't believe me because... You look very well well rested. And <gasps> and what's... what's what I'm going to triggering me is that I'm in this stage of life. I cannot sleep. You see? Because I'm in this stage of life, this, this transitional stage, this... This overthinking, this mm -hmm. worry, this this challenge in my faith, this being alone versus feeling lonely. I'm just I'm and the lack of sleep is messing with my moods. Of course, it will. So I'm trying to manage that and just like everything you're saying, I can relate to. I've never been on medication. Okay. I am in therapy. Yeah, that's fine. But I I wanted to ask, like, would you ever suggest to someone to be on any kind of medication? Because you had that revelation, you're like... But you know what, though? It's different for different people. Right. My journey is different from somebody else's. I wouldn't, else's. regardless of your suggestion. I'm right. just saying for the people. No, no, no. Yeah. My journey is different from someone else's journey. Right. And I would never tell someone not to take something, not to take medication when it comes to their illness or whatever. Yes. Because, I don't know, it's a personal thing between you and God now. Yes. Right? We each have an in with God. We can talk to him and we can ask him for direction. 
And that's what I would suggest that someone does. For me personally nowadays, I don't take pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. I will put it that way. So if I go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes something to me, I go to my naturopathic doctor. And I said, this is what the doctor prescribes. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. Can we find a natural solution for this? Mm -hmm. Because this is how I was brought up. Okay, I never took medication as a child. My grandparents were always boiling this bush or this root or this something. You understand? Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to do that now. And so um, if someone is in a situation where they're taking medication, really go to God and ask him because you can, right? And if, if you feel like you don't want to take it, ask, ask him to deliver you, to set you free from taking that or give you wisdom guidance, on what else guidance, to do. Yes. Exactly. What are the routes to take yeah, to so deal with that? Yeah. In, in terms of the anxiety and, and the overrunning of your mind, again, I always go back to the scripture because yes. he says, do not be anxious about anything, right? With prayer and supplication, make your requests known. So whatever it is that is on your mind, talk to him. Mm -hmm. Bring it to him, no matter how small you think it is. That's how I got through a lot of stuff. Okay, this might be inconsequential, but I think I should ask you this because it's bothering me. And I don't pray like most people pray. Dear Heavenly Father with hands clasped. On your knees, yeah. I don't do that. I talk to God as I'm talking to you. Same, same. That's right? my, yeah. yeah the I transition of my prayer has yeah. become that. Like I have to walk around and speak out loud. Yeah, yeah. Speaking to yourself is speaking with God. Absolutely. Like it's, it's a... Yep. It's a form of prayer. I think I think uh, even dancing and music is a form of prayer and praise, you know, mm -hmm. like I think that connects you. Art connects you to the higher. Listen, higher. Everything can become. Uh, um, what should I call it? A, 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 a way to talk to him. It's, it's, the, it's the meaning that you ascribe to the thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you and I can look at something and we can ascribe different meanings to it. Right, because somebody can see when to them it's evil, to me it's good. It's about the quality of what's of our thoughts, yes. and the quality of our thoughts is based on what we're feeding ourselves. Yes, right. So it depends. David danced a lot, and this is why I mean David really had an impact on me and the way I live my life and and how I got out of stuff. King David in the Bible, he danced a lot. He loved to dance. He danced until his clothes fell off. He was naked in the streets, and his wife got mad and left him. So I'm not talking. So I'm I'm looking at all of those people, and we may look at them as far off. And because the Bible talks about them, we're thinking they're ever so holy, and we can't be like them. They're just regular people like us, mm. and all they were just included in the Bible as examples. That hey, these people went through this, and this is how they dealt with it, and this is how they use their faith, mm. right? And I use that to fuel my faith. Yes. And when my faith gets challenged, I go back and I see how did David deal with it? How did Joshua deal with it? How did Deborah deal with it? Right. Deborah was in that time when women were considered the second class of society. Deborah was a military leader. Right. And a judge that doesn't happen in that society because it was a, a, a man made man held positions yes but she was a military leader and a judge and i'm like yo serious that's that's some deep stuff i go read up about deborah when i want to learn about you know women in leadership and stuff like that so this bible it's um <laughs> it it's for me a, a very foundational book it doesn't mean that i don't read other stuff i am an avid reader i'm yes. always reading something one of my favorite books as a matter of fact is from a guy named t harv ecker i don't know if you know who he is it's called secrets of a millionaire mind and I, that audiobook is on repeat. 
in my house, in my car, wherever I am. It it is such a fantastic book. So I do listen to other things. And I would say to people, um, if you're you're a Christian and, um, you know, you think that the, the only book you have to read is the Bible, I would caution you to read other things to bring context to some of the things that you're reading in the Bible, yes. right? Yes. Because other than that, you're going to be just um, one-dimensional. Yes. And we are multi-dimensional beings. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're layered. We are. And you are very, you're you're a layered individual. So thank I just want to say thank you for speaking your truth and being so transparent with us today. Thank you. Uh, because being so layered, uh, you know, the conversation and the connection could go on forever. Forever, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like today's episode it's really going to benefit someone I hope even so. if it's just one person i hope so um so i want to get into this new thing that i'm trying on the show which is sort of like a lightning round okay um where i just throw some random questions out and you sort of respond with like a one word or like one short sentence answer okay and we just vibe off of that all right all right lightning round cool with that cool lightning round all right so um what is your purpose? My purpose is to help others um, become a higher version of themselves. When you think about your life, you know, growing up, what, um, what were like your top two inspirations growing up? My top two inspirations, it can be anything or people. Or people, yeah. One was my stepfather. I love him dearly. And two was music. Mm. Yeah. What kind of music? I just loved music. Um, I remember one of my favorite groups to listen to as a child was um, the I3s. That's Bob Marley's wife and two other women. They used to sing back up for Bob Marley. And I remember. Way yeah. back when. Yeah, yeah. I loved listening to the I3s. And there were some songs that they released from back when that I still listen to today. Yes. Um, their their music had so much meaning to me as a child. I may not have grasped it in its in its fullness. Yes. But as an adult now, I'm like, okay. So I didn't understand this when I was a kid, but I did have some really good taste in music. So yeah. Music. Yeah, I I loved music, and I always like Rastaman music. I love Rastafarian music. You know. What the message is in there. Yes. The messages are in there. Yes. Where is Carlene going? That's a very broad question. Um, I am going to exactly the destination that God wrote for me. What is that destination? I don't know, but I'm just willing to follow and find out. The, the, the journey of a, th- of a thousand mi- of miles begins with one step. You don't always see the full journey ahead of you, but as you walk, the path becomes clearer and you see where you're going. So where has Carlene been in that sense? Ah, now, I have been, um, I've lived an interesting life, I must say. I've been living in Canada for over 30 years, and I have gone through a major change in careers and, you know, family situations. My mom is no longer with me. She passed away. My favorite aunt also passed away. Um, so if you want to talk, if, if I was in the space where I, you know, I didn't know who I was anymore, I would definitely be feeling a little bit lonely right now. But um, I moved, I lived in Montreal, moved here. So that was a big transition. So that's talking about where I've been. I worked um, in computers, in technology 
for 20 years. My undergrad is in computer science. My master's is in business. I'm an MBA. And um, after 20 years, I got let go from my career. And I had to now decide what am I going to do in my life. And so I decided instead of going back to corporate, and, and this there's a lot of divine guidance along this path, so it's not just me getting up and making these decisions. Divine guidance, and I, I, this is how I started entrepreneurship and, and ended up building Carleen Millwood International. I did have my production company before I left corporate, where I used to every year stage um, live jazz shows, and the proceeds from those shows would go to a scholarship that I have in Jamaica at the primary school that I used to attend. Uh, the purpose of that scholarship is to help students transition from primary to high school because it's very expensive out there to send children to school. And so that scholarship would cover the full first year of school for them, kind of alleviating you know, the strain on the parents for a while because it's, it's gonna be a little bit of a shock because it's going to cost maybe twice, three times as much as sending them to primary school. So. We take that load off of them for the first year, and that includes transportation, uniform, shoes, books, whatever it requires. The principal and I worked it out. Um, this is what it costs for transportation. This is what lunch costs without skimping, scrimping on the money. So I have an idea of what it costs for a full year to send a child to school. And so I do the fundraising, and I send the money out there, and that child's way is paid for the first full year. I've had six people go through the program so far. Um, one of my favorite moments is when the scholarship was awarded to the son of one of my former classmates from that primary school. Mm. And the second is when it was um, awarded to my stepbrother, my stepfather's son. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for me, those were very proud moments. Um, then I did my first theatrical production it was titled Forgiven, that was many years ago, and um, opened up on opening night. I had about 300 people in the room, and I was blown away, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it ran over the weekend, and um, people are still talking about it. I see people still, are you going to be doing the part two, blah, blah, blah? So I'm just like, yeah, people still want to do the part two. They fell in love with some of the characters. Mm -hmm. There are two characters, they want to see them get married, so they want me to do a part two to that. Maybe in, on screen, I'll do it. <laughs> Um, I transitioned from stage, and um, at the time when I got let go, I moved to Vancouver, and I uh, went to the Vancouver Film School, um, decided to pursue something that I'm passionate about, which is writing and movies. I didn't exactly know how I want to put them together, but I entered the, the Writing for Film and Television program, um, intensive one-year program, and um, graduated from that, and actually graduated with the Dean's Award, <laughs> go figure. Um, since then, co-produced one short, which was a school project, and then I, I um, wrote, directed, produced my own short film, right? And uh, did a few acting gigs, got myself a primetime commercial at one point, um, playing a doctor for Bayview Children's Hospital, and um, so yes, that part of my life is still very much there because there are things that I'm working on in the background that I, I, I won't talk about right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have the other business, which is my consulting business, where I, I you know, help people in their entrepreneurship journey and personal development journey and all of that stuff. So coming from there to here, I was born and raised in Jamaica, and now I'm living in Canada. So 
huge transitions in my life. So that's where many, I've been. This is where I am right now. And many accolades, many accolades under under your uh, under your belt. So I want to congratulate you. Thank you on very all of much. those successes. Thank you so much. What does life mean to you? Life means being awake, and I don't necessarily mean being awake out of sleep. It means being conscious and coming to higher levels of consciousness all the time. Because if you're not doing that, then you're simply existing. You're not living life to the fullest. And for me, it's all about living life to the fullest. I talk about being purposeful and living life with intention. Um, unfortunately, not too many people are doing that, right? Statistics show that only 8% of the population are actually successful in their life's endeavors. The other 92% aren't successful, not because some of them aren't trying, but most of them aren't awake to be able to do that. So for me, I want to be a part of the 8% where I'm actually living life intentionally and I'm doing something to push humanity forward. If not, then my whole life on earth would be useless because we're all here to inspire each other to become better versions of ourselves, right? So if, if what I'm doing is not helping somebody, then it doesn't make sense. So for me, that's life. And how does one step out of their ordinary? Well, that begins with a simple thing called choice. It takes a choice. You just have to make a decision one day that I've had enough of this and I want to change. You may not even know what change looks like, but all you know, I'm ready for change now. And what that requires though is you must have an idea of what you would like your life to look like and who you would like to become, mm. right? Those are like guiding posts for you. So if you're not the person that you'd like to become, you can make the decision right now. I am going to change. If you know who you'd like to become, what's the first step in becoming that person? And you start there. If you know where you want to go in life, What's the first step for me to do that? What will it take for me to get there? And you start doing the first thing. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So it's a step-by-step -step process. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, you've defined what you do and how you view yourself. And if people wanted to connect with you, uh, whether it's on a professional level or on a deep level, personal level, how can they get in touch with you? Um, first, I would send them to my website, www.carleenmillwood.com. Um, Carleen Millwood, K-A-R-L-E-N-E-M-I-L-L-W-O-O-D. www.carleenmillwood.com. There are um, lots of forms there that you can reach out to me, connect with me on, or you can email my um, general inbox, which is info at carleenmillwood.com, and my assistant will always pick up the messages and send them to me. If at some point... You send me a message and it's necessary for us to, to um, communicate on a one-on-one on -a -on -one level, then I will give you my personal contact information at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So CarleenMillwood.com, ladies and gentlemen, I was just making sure that I had it here as well. Um, touch base with uh, Carleen and, uh, you know, have convers just pick her brain because clearly she has a lot to, uh, to offer when it comes to self-development and uh, self-growth and entrepreneurship and uh, perspectives on business and mm -hmm. the art field as well 
um you've definitely inspired me today in today's oh, conversation so, so i appreciate you especially the conversation about god and david you're gonna make me go and look into some of these stories that i've kind of strayed away from and stayed away from the book of you know the bible hasn't really served much of a purpose in my life but um it still intrigues me and i'm sure that there are things in there that i've probably experienced in my life that i could probably draw reference from that Absolutely. someone else experienced in there yeah. um so most people think the bible is irrelevant because of how it's been taught to them right they haven't been taught how to find the real deeper meanings in what's written there so i definitely get what you're saying i felt that way about it for a long time mm. yeah yeah, I'm gonna look into it. I'm not gonna knock it before I uh, before I indulge. Oh, you can in it. always call me. Hey, I'm reading this in the Bible. Yeah, and I don't understand your, it. What's your interpretation <laughs> of this? I'm sure you know. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find meaning in it in some way, shape, or form. That's so okay. it's a personal journey. Exactly. I think my mom kind of forced it on us a lot growing up, so yeah. that's why as I grew older, I strayed away. But it has to be something that you gravitate to on your own. It cannot be forced on you. Definitely. Yeah. So here's the section of the show where we uh, we have like this ask the club component where our guests have the opportunity to pose questions. They bring it to the table and to the club. And uh, if people, you know, resonate with those questions, they could also uh, give their own responses like online and stuff like that. OK. Um, so uh, this is your opportunity to kind of run the show while right. I take a step back. Oh, right. No. So. Interviewee had off, interviewer had on. Yeah. Okay, so um, curious to know. Um, I like your show. I've listened to several of the, the, I think I've listened to almost all the episodes, maybe except the last two. Thank you. Um, what, what was your inspiration to start the show? Uh, my inspiration was really, you know, I wanted to, um, when pod, before podcasting, uh, I don't know. I have this thing where like I see things. Mm -hmm. I know I know that things are about to like pop. Mm -hmm. And before it became what it is right now, like podcasting has always been around, yeah. but it's on a different scale. Everyone and their grandmother has a podcast, but it's still not as vast as people think it is. You mm -hmm. know, you have those mainstays like the Joe Rogans and stuff like that, but they've been podcasting forever, forever. before people even acknowledge their their existence. So mm -hmm. I knew that it would become something. I saw it. So I wanted to get involved in it early. And I had this idea of creating a show for for the youth that I was working with at the time mm -hmm. at, a, at an organization. And this was some odd years ago. Um, I didn't get a chance to see that program materialize. But uh, the podcast bug was still in me. So I said, how am I going to... And I was going to conduct that show like from behind the scenes mm -hmm. i wasn't going to be a host or i wanted to produce mm -hmm. really early so um but after that i just said you know what how can i still continue with this uh this energy that i have inside of me like what kind of platform can i create uh where i can speak with the people and you know these conversations that i'm having in private environments i want to i want to hopefully inspire others i do believe that we're our own philosophers mm -hmm. we're very stuck on uh, maybe stuck isn't the right term to use, but we're, we're, we use the, the teachings of the past so much in our present that we don't realize that we're our own philosophers in the, in the now. We I don't embrace it. that because it's like so it. far from us to even fathom that thought. Like, I could never be that. I can't, right? Uh, only, you know, 
Socrates, that's it, you know, the that's it. That it stops there. I could never be something like that. But I do believe that I, that we are that in our present. We just have to embrace that and teach the world based on what we're experiencing because we don't realize that they were teaching us. They weren't even teaching. They were just being themselves. Exactly. And expressing themselves based on what they were going through and their perspectives. We have those same opportunities today. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to teach something. I wanted to give something back to the community. And all those private conversations that I've had, I've wanted to share it with the world. You know, these these perspectives, these difference in perspectives, being able to walk away from a conversation that you might not agree with, but still unharmed Mm -hmm. and still being able to exist within the same room and environment with that individual or that group of people. Um, So just be. Yeah. And. You know, we're, we're the who's and how's of this world, is Absolutely. what I always say. So, I, yeah. And I like that you said that. I like that you said that. And, and talking about being our own philosophers, because you're, you're just right on par with me. In July, what's now, August? So June, in June, mm-hmm. I posted a challenge on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you're going to smile at this, because the challenge was, for 30 days, instead of posting things that other people have written or quoting what other people said how about you post original content only yeah because i feel like and i said this in my post i feel like we're too dependent on what other people have said how about we create and we're going to be leaving a deficit for the generation that's coming up right so how about we create something and leave it for them how many people do you think participated i would pray many (laughs) If I can count it on my one hand, I had about 20 people jump on and go, oh, yeah, I'm in. I like the idea. Five people actually stepped up to the plate. Mm. Five people. And it brings back to me what, I'm t- what, what I said to you before. One of the hardest things on the planet to change is the mind because we become so caught in the comfort zone, that area of comfort. This is the way we've been doing it for all this time. Yeah. The ordinary. And God forbid someone should introduce something new to you. It just feels like too much work to think differently. Damn. And this is why 92% of the population is where it is, while only 8%, because they were willing to push out mm. of the ordinary, while the rest aren't. Right? So I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Thank you. I get you in that. Thank you. So, um, other? Yeah. yeah, I have one more question for you. You're on a, a <laughs> journey, you say. And, and, and from what you described, you're a visionary. Because you can see things. That's that's a visionary right there. So you can say, I'm a visionary. Yeah. That's what visionaries do. They see things way down the road. Yeah. Who are you becoming? Who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know. Okay. And that... that I know who I want to become. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm... Uh... Okay, so let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You know who you I want... I do feel lost. Wait, wait, wait. I feel lost. Yeah. You feel lost? A bit, yeah. You know who you want to become? Yes. And I know I'm going to. No, no, no. But I don't know so here's when. So here's the thing yeah. that I was saying. If you know who you want to become, you're not lost. Mm-hmm. Because that's your end goal. Mm-hmm. So who are you becoming? If you know who you want to become, that's the person you're becoming. So tell me who he is. <laughs> He's a mogul. Okay. He's a podcast tycoon. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a leader, mm-hmm. a father, um, just a boss, just a boss. Uh, like I'm at the helm of like my creations. Okay. And a giver, mm-hmm. like to the point where I I give what I've created, like my legacy, yeah. to others to 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 conduct and to operate without my involvement because I trust them so much. Like I'm trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm less stubborn. I okay. still want to keep my stubbornness because it helps me, but not to the point where it's detriment mm-hmm. to myself or others. Okay. Um, I'm free, mm-hmm. you know, on mm-hmm. all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, yeah. physically, financially. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're, you're not lost at all. <laughs> <laughs> The path may not be clear, but it doesn't mean you're lost, Mm. right? And if the path isn't clear, it just means that you need to take one more step. Have you ever been driving in fog or walking in fog? You can't really see in front of you. Mm -hmm. But as you walk through, you realize that, hey, wait a minute. I'm walking through this thing, but it's kind of clear as I step into it. So that's what you have to do. Thank you. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the saying, you are the who and how club, I am the who and how club, and we are the who's and how's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. And today we uh, pretty much presented the definition of what we looks like. All right. We shared perspectives. We picked each other's brains and uh, we just spoke about some really deep stuff. This is a safe space where we can express ourselves freely, even when you disagree. Um, you can walk out of these conversations unscathed. And we pray, I know Carlene and I both pray that we have inspired someone today. Even if it's just one, that's more than enough. And exactly. we, we thank the higher, uh, higher above to, uh, for bringing us here together today to sit across from one another and to just have an con- open conversation, open dialogue about things that we've been through. This isn't the last time you'll be on the show. Oh, uh, Because nice. I know you could be on, we, we could talk forever, <laughs> you and I. It's just you and I talking, really. These mics are just here in yeah. front of us, right? So thank you once again. You're welcome. If you want to connect with Carlene, touch base with her on her website, carlenemiller.com. Millwood. Millwood, I'm sorry. I don't know why. I said Millwood earlier numerous <laughs> times. I don't know why I have Miller on my brain. Um, Carlene Millwood and uh, whohowclub.com is the website or you could touch base with me at only one heiress O-N-L-Y the number one A-R-Y-S and uh, let's stay connected ladies and gentlemen any last or final messages that you want to leave to the world whether it revolves around um, entrepreneurship self-development self-discovery whatever any last message or last words Um, I would just want to say the world is looking for you. I don't know who you are, but somebody's life is dependent on you. So it's time for you now to get up and do something different. And there you have it. CarleneMillwood.com, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in a week. Thank you for having me on the show, Aris. One.